We don't have time for this. We'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land where we make this podcast, the Garigal and the Garibagal people. We pay our respects to all First Nation elders, past, present and emerging. Hey, besties. You know what I don't have time for? Oh, my God, I love this podcast so much, you guys. Hey, Bess. Hi, Jim and Mabes. Hey, Jim. Hey, Jim. Do you know what I don't have time for this week? Imposter syndrome. Toddler secret. What? What do I do with that? Thank you. Hello and welcome to Bestie Hotline. Bring, bring. I'm your host, Kate Reeves. And I'm your co-host, Gemma Peanut. And it's Friday. Happy Friday. December. Oh, man. Can you fucking believe it? <laughs> I'm like in this weird internal feelings of confusion. Okay. Of being stoked about the festive season and then oh so tired. Oh so tired. Like that Bjork song. Shh. I think it's oh so quiet. Shh. Not quiet around here. It's about to be school holidays. We're not even going to get into that because it's Friday and it's chill day. Yes. Where we talk about other people's problems, not our problems. So who's phoned the bestie hotline today, Revzidi Duda? Let's have a look and see what dilemma has passed over our desk. Hey, besties. As Christmas is getting closer, I'm already dreading family occasions where the older generation have unrealistic expectations of my kids. So I have three kids, so we're already a lot. Um, and my eldest two are both neurodiverse. So stuff like sitting at the table, saying please and thank you, all of that stuff's a little bit more tricky for them. I'm just dreading the judgmental looks and the questions from especially my in-laws mm. and um, aunts and uncles of mine. I just wondered if you guys had any tips on how to decrease the dread that I'm feeling towards Christmas. Rough. Yeah, that's a tough one. Rough, rough, I did have a little internal giggle when she said, look, I've got three kids, so I'm already a lot. And I was like, oh, did we trigger you? Because we mentioned about people with three kids. You're a lot. Feeling like a bit of a travelling circus. I hard relate to this. Mm -hmm. I have no... assumptions I won't be this kind of boomer myself I know I won't be a boomer but by the time I'm in my 60s I'm sure I'll be like and we'll all sit to the table and it will be wonderful like a Nancy Myers movie and we'll forget that that's actually really difficult yes I have two neurotypical children and they also struggle to stay sitting at the table and say please and thank you enough and get it up for the person who's given them a present sometimes they're like is this all you got me or they rip it off and they're like next like Kids can embarrass us mm. or they can like let down the grandparents because I think the grandparents think Christmas is this time where they'll spoil them and they're little Johnny and Sally from the Christmas card, you know, <laughs> but they're not. They're little jerks. They're little kids hyped up on sugar, yeah. tired, overstimulated, on school holidays, bored, all the things, all the fucking things. I mean, it's quite the recipe for disaster, really. Yeah. And the idea that they would just sit up and eat their potato salad is hilarious. But let's talk about that feeling of dread because we all know it. Yes. And there's nothing worse than feeling your own children being judged. Yeah. Because you feel like, oh, God, they're a reflection on my parenting. Yeah. And you feel responsible for them not behaving or not saying thank you or not looking grateful. And you kind of juggle your parents' expectations of feeling like they've nailed a gift or whatever Mm. and your kids wanting them (laughs) – you're kind of in the middle. You're the middleman, right? Of like, oh, like if your kid's like, I don't like striped T-shirts mm. <laughs> or whatever. And the parent's like, isn't it cute? You're like managing expectations on both ends. Yeah. Do you know, I have memories maybe around eight, nine, ten. 
where if I got a gift card, I like couldn't be excited about it. (laughs) And I would very, very obviously be like, oh, like, you know, and my mum would have been mortified. Mortified. Being like, Gemma, say thank you. There's nothing exciting about a gift card. No. Nothing. Yeah. And it would be to like mall music to get a CD of my choice. And to to be fair, like when I'd actually go and use my gift card and redeem it, it would be an exciting process and I would enjoy it and I'd leave with my CD and I'd play it on repeat and blah, blah, blah. But in the moment, as a kid, your brain doesn't think I can't play with this piece of plastic. Correct. Or actually nowadays it was a bit of cardboard. It was. I think a gift card says, I don't care about you. Don't didn't think about you. You weren't on my top priority list. In fact, I worked this out last week. Popular opinion, Revs. Absolute truth bomb. Disagree. Truth bomb. Hard disagree. I'm sorry. Unless you know the person is like really into whatever you've given them as a gift card. As an adult? Froth on a gift card. What kind of gift card? Oh my god, anything. Like what? Like like Maya dollars. Great. No. Yes. Maybe Mecca. If you gave me a Mecca gift card, I'd be like, sweet, thank Do you. Do you know what? But I make will, it two hundred. I will never forget. <laughs> DLs. This is a bit of a hot tip for a baby shower gift. Oh yeah. But I remember my baby shower with Rafa. I only had one baby shower. I don't believe in having baby showers yeah, yeah, for yeah. all your children. You're just trying to get us cancelled again. But anyway, I am. continue. I am. I received a lot of incredible gifts for Rafa. And I'll yeah. never forget Annie, our girlfriend yep. Annie. Thoughtful Annie. She gave me a voucher, $150 voucher to Mecca. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I was like, and at this time I was not a Mecca convert. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah. She's like, babe, go, go buy yourself some skincare or some makeup or whatever. I'd never stepped foot in a Mecca. And now I joke with her today <laughs> that she owes me a shitload of money for all the money oh, I now spent. Oh, it was spent. like a gateway drug. Oh, it was. Mm. She opened Pandora's box. But that is a nice thing to gift a new mum something for her. It was incredible. Instead of something for the baby. Yeah, she was like, the, the baby's got enough. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. I was like, yes, what about me? <laughs> yeah, I need to invest in Mecca now. That's how much money I spend there. But going back to our dilemma mm-hmm. for our DL, um, I think you need to adjust your expectations. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> Good chat. All right. Well, Merry Christmas. <laughs> like, I think you just have to sort of give up on looking after your parents. They're adults. They can handle their own feelings. Mm. They have their own relationship with your kids. You don't have to manage it. You don't have to people please. I'm talking to myself as well, guys. You don't have to people please. You don't have to make everyone feel good. Your job is to just turn up to Christmas. You are a part of the family too. It's also your Christmas. Everyone can sort themselves out. I'm trying to find a way and in to relate to this. And yeah. I think I've found something. Okay. <laughs> it reminds me a little bit of like when I actively chose to not involve myself in buying gifts for my in-laws yes. for their birthdays. Yes. And it went against all your conditioning. Oh my goodness. Did it ever. Mm-hmm. And then just being like, you know what, Jam, you need to sit down and talk to hubs and say, you can carry the mental load of that. Yep. I will carry the mental load for my family, but yep. I can't do both families. Totally. And I'll never forget when we rocked up to his dad's birthday without a gift. Oh. And I said to Hubs, in the lead up, you need to organize a present for your dad. You need to organize. I'm so not you didn't having- even hand over the mental load. You well, still had the mental load. Yeah, but I actually didn't want to do the doing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I was okay with that. I said, M- remember the talk we had, like, you're on this now. It's your responsibility. Yeah. And he didn't do it. And I had to surrender and be okay with turning up to a birthday dinner for his dad without a gift. Yeah. Because you think it reflects badly on you. But really, it's not, it's not, well, I mean, you're a family, blah, blah, blah. But like, no, that's fair. Like he had to feel that discomfort and embarrassment. But the worst thing is I don't think he did. He was like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Because his dad was like, oh, (laughs) in fact, his dad 
is so chill. Like yeah. so laid back, he may as well be horizontal all the time. Yeah. And he said to my husband, like, oh, don't worry about it. My husband's like, yeah, I'll get you something in the next few days. Don't worry. I'll, you know, I'll pick you up a pair of new pair of budgie smugglers. And his dad was like, great, that'd be lovely. And that was that. And I was and you're like, like oh, oh, this would be a like, big yeah. blow up. Yeah. My <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a real um, fizzer. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, well. but, it was, but, it, but I guess my point is. Once I got over that hurdle once, mm. I was like, you know what? No one died. No one died. It's all good. It's all good. His yes. family don't hate me. Yeah. You know? Gifts is, I know you always joke at me like, gifts is your love language. And it is. But um, it's yours a bit too. But it's interesting you use the word conditioning before. Yeah. And I think it's the conditioning. Oh, right. Yes. Your brother, it's his love language. He's very good at giving gifts. Amazing. Irritatingly good. And your mum. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. And, uh, you know, maybe because I'm slightly competitive. Okay. You know, (laughs) that I'm like. I can out-gift you, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. There's a degree of that. I remember growing (laughs) up in my 20s and when I first had a proper job, you know, I was working on neighbours. I was making good money for the first time. I really wanted to out-gift everyone. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. I wanted to be that person. Yeah, yeah, And then I got over that phase. Yeah, yeah. I was like, Jam, no one cares. Big flex. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Exactly. Gross. Gross. (laughs) I really like thinking what someone would really want. You know, there's a there's a real special. Do you know what's so funny? In that? I'm really sorry to interrupt, Rams, but <laughs> I'm just having a moment because what? you fancy yourself. <laughs> oh my god! Here we go. As like, I love gifting. I love giving gifts. I love being that thoughtful person. You I do. love receiving it. No, I'm not denying that. But like, it's funny from my. I feel pers- like you're about to. <laughs> yeah. But it's funny from my perspective because when I think about our group of friends, yeah. you're not that to me. To you? No. <gasps> Livy is. Oh no. Well, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. But like, two things can be true. No. <laughs> no, it's Livy. <laughs> Sorry, babe, it's Liv. She's amazing. At gifts, she's at the gifts. queen of gifts, and she's yeah, the thoughtful. most thoughtful. Yeah, All yeah. Right, well, sorry to dethrone you, <sighs> but she is fine. Back to our DL. <laughs> it's a hard one, isn't it? Because it's like, what advice? Like, she's like, can I have tips? Ah, uh, well, no. Honestly, my tips aren't particularly healthy. I just think you should have a few extra glasses of wine and go. Not my problem. Kids are allowed to be kids at the Christmas family and parents, they're grown-ups. You just got to leave them be. They might not even care. You might be taking this on as like, it's a reflection on me. I've got to manage it up. You actually don't have to. And maybe if you just put it down, as in like put it down on the ground, this worry, you could have a better Christmas day. Once again, I find myself wanting to learn more about the circumstances surrounding Mm. our DL. Like Mm. I'm like, has she received cold judgment before from her in-laws? It sounds like she has. Something about sitting down at the dinner table, like that's obviously a thorn. Boomers love that shit. It's a comment that's clearly been made. Yeah. And she's triggered by it because she's anticipating that, which is awful. Can I remind, if we have any boomer listeners, I want to remind you, kids can't make conversation. Mm. If they're not of conversation age, don't like, yeah, give them a chance to sit up and put their hat on and whatever, but then let them go, you know, Mm. like who are you doing it for? You know, once kids can make conversation, my kids can sit to the table now and have a chat and they enjoy it and they're enjoyable, but that's new. You know, and I remember my mum won't mind me saying this. I remember my kids used to each have an iPad at dinner because that was the only way to get dinner into them. And she would die. She was like, when are you going to start sitting around the table as a family? You know, and Mm. I was like, I don't know, but not yet. And you know what? We do now. 
And it's fine. I actually really needed to hear this because one of my deep, deep parenting insecurities is that my kids don't have dinner around the dinner table. Because they're four and two. I know, Revs, but like I have it in my head that I should, it's the I shoulda. Yeah. Should be doing this. Yeah. And every now and then we have friends come over. I have a neighbour who lives across the road, comes over for dinner with his daughter and she always sits up either at the kitchen counter or the dining table and eats her entire meal and she never leaves. And my kids are like pinball machines around the whole house. And it's literally like with Rafa I have to sometimes be like red light and then she (laughs) freezes wherever she is and I run around I go with the spoon and then give her and I go green light and then she can continue with what like it's really exhausting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's just not capable. Yeah. And but she honestly Yeah, but I feel seen. Like when you said my kids sat at the dinner table with with an an iPad iPad each, yeah. My kids are we're hard into yeah. that and it gives me hope yeah. to hear you say that there will come a time. And I do identify because we lived with my mum for a couple of months when we were between houses mm. and I had to like, I couldn't hide. My kids were sitting there with their iPads while I shoveled food in and she was like, come on, let them do it themselves. And I was like, I get this in an untimed, unstructured mm. day, but like, you know, <sighs> you get home from daycare and you've done a full day of work and you need to get back on the emails and they have to be in bed by seven. It's already 5.45 and you've got to get those fish fingers down their gob so they can get into the bath and into the jammies and, and have so a story and go to bed. But they and can't just, go to bed on an empty tummy because time. then they don't sleep yeah. as well. Like, I'm like, sure, maybe if you dedicated a week to like, well, you'll go hungry. <laughs> but who's got that week? Yeah. You know, it's just different these days for us. Anyway, I can report from the other side. My kids sit up and we have chats about their day and they eat all their meals and they drink their milk or whatever. And then they clear their plate and put it in the dishwasher. And it's like they've, they're becoming those kids now. So you never have dinner in front of the TV anymore? Sometimes. Or maybe on a weekend if we've had a really full on day and they're just tired. Okay, what about breakfast? breakfast uh mostly at the bench but sometimes on the weekend we'll just like have breakfast or second breakfast in front of the tv mm. but we're all chilling i've got a coffee we're, yeah. you know we're hanging but you know how you want to be in some cases what you came from and i grew up very much you had a breakfast a, table i remember we had a it. breakfast yeah. table and we had a dinner table not yeah. dinner table <laughs> ate at the same, same table same table but i guess my point is it was every meal was had at a table we were never allowed to eat a meal in front of yeah, the yeah but TV. i bet you don't remember being two or four and who knows what happened i don't i, I think my mum could attest to the fact that I still sat you at sat a table. You sat up at two and yeah, ate dinner with your family? Yeah, there's actually home videos. Do you talk video. about your day? <laughs> I don't know, but there are home <laughs> videos of us having breakfast around a table and All I'm right, a baby. I'm going to steal a pearl of wisdom from the good mum's mum, who Go was on. the original good mum. Yep. She used to say, the thing about habits is they can be broken. Can they though? Habits, old habits die hard, as they say. I'm going to go with the good mum's version, which is <laughs> the thing about habits is they can be broken and they yeah. can. Mm. Just one day you'll decide you're old enough to sit and have a chat now and they'll be able to chat. If you put Iggy up at, you at the dinner table now over breakfast, like, so Iggy, tell me all your problems. What's going on in your world? He'd be like, can I watch the heli- helicopter? Yeah. It'd be a very one-sided chat. <laughs> well, it just wouldn't be a thing and it wouldn't be enjoyable for him or you. So why force it? Just let him watch his helicopter. I really appreciate this conversation. I know that we're supposed to be solving our DL's dilemma, but I feel like you've solved mine. Yeah, but sometimes the solve is let it go. Yeah. <laughs> like relinquish your control. Mm. Surrender to the moment. We all know this, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's so funny how sometimes you just need to chance upon a podcast episode <laughs> that tells you that. And then yeah. you're like, oh, uh, I really needed 
to hear that right yeah. at this moment. And th- I'm having this feeling right yeah. now with you where I'm like, yes. Because when you're in it, you feel like, how am I ever going to transition out of this? You know, yeah. when your kids have nappies, you're like, how are they ever going to wee in the toilet? But, you know, they do. I know this is super cliche, but my favorite visual for worry or dread is the analogy of walking around with an open umbrella yeah. waiting for it to rain. Yeah. You know, you just. What's the point? What is the point? Yeah. Yeah. Wait till it rains. And then Wait chuck till your it rains and chuck your umbrella up. Like yeah. don't anticipate the catch up with your in-laws with dread and worry. Mm. Just go, it's going to be shit. So I'm just going to rock up on the day and deal with it then. Or not even it's going to be shit. It's just it is what it is. Everyone will survive. No, sometimes I like I, I like things. You like to overshoot. I do. I overshoot. You and the good mum both. Yep. I yep. like to lower those expectations yeah. down to the ground so that it's the only way is up, baby. Do you know, I've been doing a lot of self-talk because I'm going to be jumping on a plane to the UK with a two and a four-year-old. I cannot. And I'm absolutely dreading it. I'm not going to lie, but I've, I've painted a disastrous narrative in my head of what it could be. And any improvement on that is a win for me. Rafa will be fine. Hopefully. Yeah, she'll be fine. I don't know. The girl can get in a mood sometimes. Mm. She can dominate the tone of an entire room. Yeah. Depending yeah. on her mood. It's quite frustrating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotta yeah. stamp that out. We're trying. <laughs> We're trying. My mum and I talk about it all the time when we hang out with her on a Tuesday. Mum's like, oh, Rafa's woken up on the wrong side. And we just know the whole day is just going to be shit where everything's wrong. Mm. It's hard. Yeah, I've got kids like that. Mm. You know, Both like of them? Uh, I love very much less so. But um, yeah, Ted's mood can dominate the room, and I, I you know, I got it. T- I literally say that to him, like your mood is taking over the entire house. I've said that to Rafa. Take as it well. to your bedroom. You mm. can be in the stormy mood. Take it in there. I don't want to know about it. Yeah. Why are you so mean to me? You're like a strict teacher. Is that what he said? You're like a strict teacher. <laughs> when I say, yeah, I'm gonna miss trunchbull your ass. Yeah. When he doesn't like what I'm saying, I'm a strict teacher. Yeah. His eyes change shape. So he like funny. withers at me. This morning he conjured tears. And I looked him straight in the face with my eyebrows attempting to raise, but I've had the bowie. And I'm like, good acting, mate. He goes, oh, I'm not, I'm not acting. And he was trying to like squeeze his tears out. And I was like, yeah, you're a piece of work. Yeah, what a piece. What a piece. Anyway, um, yeah, get drunk and lower the bar. <laughs> That's my tip from me to you. Merry Christmas. We love you, DLs. We'll be back in your ears bright and early on Tuesday morning. Have a wonderful weekend. Bye-bye. Bye.